Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Jeff Howe's Longhorn Notebook. Longhorn Notebook brought to you by Aaron Bowersock, your home loan expert. Check her out on the web at bowersockteam.com. Uh, somebody had asked on the Specs text line, if Texas wins one of its last two games, would they clinch second? It depends on which game they win. Because let's say they win tomorrow in Fort Worth but lose at home on Saturday and finish at 12-6. and six and Baylor wins its last game at home against Iowa State, and they finish at 12-6, and six. Baylor would hold the tie break because they got a split with Kansas, and the Longhorns would have lost a game. So, no, it depends on how that split goes. Uh, but Texas could finish anywhere from, believe it or not, first place to fourth. They could finish fourth. Uh, Kansas State is 10-6 and six going into their two remaining games. And Baylor's eleven to six. They wouldn't slide before below four, but they could slide as far as number four if uh, if they were to lose both games and some other things were to happen. Uh, so Baylor, after its win last night in Stillwater, is eleven and six. Uh, Kansas State uh, has uh, its two games uh, remaining. Uh, do the Wildcats and uh, they play Oklahoma at home their senior night, and then they close in Morgantown against West Virginia. I know um, uh, somebody had had said on the Specs text line that they thought that Scott Drew might ought to be uh, a candidate for Coach of the Year based on having uh, the the injuries that he's had and that sort of thing. Um, Scott Drew himself says it should be Jerome Tang uh, with what he's done at Kansas State. Um, And I think the jury's still out on how it goes the rest of the way for Texas with perhaps Rodney Terry's candidacy for that. Yeah. And – and and even Baylor as well, and then of course you know here's Bill Self just cruising along at twelve and four in the league, and they can wrap up at least a share of the conference title with a win tonight at home against Texas Tech. Do, uh, and I misspoke earlier; I didn't know Eddie Lampkin was still on the men. With well, that he was, but, he, but he's due to be back. He's he, he's he's listed in their game notes as okay. being in the starting lineup tomorrow okay. night. So Eddie Lampkin will be back. Uh, do we know anything on Dwan Harris? Has there been an update on him since there's his injury not been. Saturday? There's not been. Yeah. So we'll we'll uh, see how we'll see how it's, that goes. It's not like that KU bench is deep. Yeah. yeah. You guys think that Tech may be able to do a pull Texas a favor tomorrow night? I'm not counting tonight. On it. Tonight. Tonight. They play this tonight. Tuesday. Not on senior night at Allen Fieldhouse. Can't see that. Did you guys like KU's throwback jerseys from the weekend? No. Really? No. Didn't like them. Too I- many. Too many badges. It no, the, the, I know what it is. I know what he's going to say. It's the same thing that freaked out Bucky Godwin. It's the white top, <laughs> the white top, and the dark shorts. Ah, it's okay. the two tone. It looked like a practice uniform. Yeah, uh, um, and and some folks have said the same thing about K State when they wear the lavender jersey top and the dark purple shorts, and it it, it kind of throws me off a bit. I don't mind the all lavender look, the uh, shirt, because it it makes me think of. Kansas State of the seventies and the eighties. You know, in the seventies when they had uh, Mike Evans. Uh, and uh, and Chucky Williamson in the eighties when they had Rolando Blackman mm-hmm. Mitch when Richmond. they wore the all purple yeah when they when they wore the all purple uh, the all lavender uh, but the the purple over or the lavender over the purple is kind of 
kind of weird on the eyes as is the white over the blue there with Kansas. So I understand that. Hey, before we get to baseball, uh, just real quick, get over to Horns 24-7. We're recording the Longhorn Blitz podcast as soon as we're done here. Uh, so that'll be up on the site and anywhere you get your podcasts later today. Uh, Mike Roach's Stampede, still it's a really good read and plenty of columns, notes. It's got football, baseball, basketball, uh, men's and women's basketball. Uh, Adam Finkelstein dropped some NBA draft uh, nuggets with Dylan Mitchell mentioned. Those are on the site, so a lot of good stuff over at Homer's 24-7 right now. Somebody on the Specs text line said, Erion County is in Mertzen. Actually, it's the other way around. Mertzen is in Erion County. Mertzen is the county seat. Now, if he's talking about the high school, yes, Erion County High School is in Mertzen. But I don't think that would have helped Jeff in nailing down exactly where the school was when he mentioned it. It is out west of San Angelo. <laughs> I can tell you that. Like that, so, that doesn't help me. I, I didn't think it would help you that much. Uh, moving Alden says, Sunnyvale is a trailer park in Canada. <laughs> it's also a suburb of the... Uh, uh, the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. So, uh, anyway, uh, somebody said there was a UT pitcher that the Highwayman song was his intro music in the late 2000s. Do I remember who that was? Uh, was that Taylor Youngman who did the Highwayman? Or or uh, maybe Cole Green? I wasn't attending many Longhorn baseball games at that point, so yeah. I don't recall. Yeah. Maybe I should text uh, Nathan Thornhill. He would probably he, he would know. he would probably know off of that. So <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, on to uh, baseball as we were. So I'll, te- I'll text someone who would know. Yeah. So I'll, I'll see if we get a response before the end of the show. Yeah. Somebody said I've been fanning for a long time, but you got to stop calling out my weight on that commercial. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Just just. For someone who might be in that neighborhood, I wasn't pointing fingers at you. I'm just saying in that and that wanted to do something about it. Total men's primary care might be able to help you out on that kind of thing. So uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, on to baseball. And uh, the Longhorns will uh, take on LSU tonight. And as you might imagine, uh, this being a midweek game, it's the midweek starter thing, even for the nation's top-ranked school. And uh, their midweek starter, Thatcher Hurd. Yes, Thatcher Hurd, uh, who has only made one appearance. It was a start, went two innings, allowed six hits and four runs with three walks and three strikeouts. Uh, he'll go, and of course, uh, LeBaron Johnson will go for Texas. LBJ. Uh, and Looked good in that Corpus game once he settled in. Really did. Really did. And... Uh, you know, David Pierce said that he thought that he had all American and major league caliber stuff in that game. He, he, you talking about a guy that can run it up ninety five, ninety six. Uh, you know, it's got some length to him, so throws with a little bit of tilt. Uh, it's just, it's just a matter of kind of refining those skills for him. There's a big reason why you brought in Woody Williams as your pitching coach to really get him up to par. I tell you what, I, I don't know if we'll see him tonight, but if there was something positive out of the Sunday game. What you got out of Charlie Hurley is really encouraging. Agreed. For whether you're talking about long relief on the weekends, a midweek start, because you got some double midweeks coming up on the schedule, so you might need him in that starter's role. So just keep an eye on Charlie Hurley. And I don't know if you'll see him tonight, but that was maybe the only positive you could take out yeah. of Sunday. Three scoreless innings. I, I, I think the fact that Porter Brown is continuing to swing a good bat, yeah. and we, we, we saw that. 
uh, as well. I, I did feel like David Pierce stuck with Travis Staley maybe just a little bit too long. Just kind of ran out of gas there at the end. Did he was uh, pitching well? Like, and I, I, I get yeah. it. You want to ride with him, but went maybe, to five and two thirds yeah. and and uh, tried to get that last down. Gave up the RBI single. You could tell he was by the time that five and two thirds came, he was out of gas. By the way, our, our good friend Kevin Rodriguez, who handles the media relations for Longhorn Baseball, has a note paragraph in his game notes where he's referring to Porter Brown as downtown Porter Brown. It appears that is going to be the nickname that sticks. <laughs> huh. Do we like the nightmare nickname for Saint Morehouse? That's that's his bit. So yeah, I mean, I, I, who, who am I to tell someone they can't use their preferred? Yeah, game? that's been going on for a while now, for a variety of reasons. <laughs> say that it's for a variety of reasons. All right, uh, when we come back, we'll be ready to wrap up today's edition of Life. Hey, real Tower. quick, yeah. is that uh, is that right up there with uh, Taylor T. Garden's nickname back in the day? It's not <laughs> for the same reasons. No. But I could see where folks would you, have You were to... guilty of saying that on the air a time or two, I think, until Didn't know. somebody. At first, somebody said, yeah, teabag. Somebody clued said you it. Somebody, do you know why? It's not because he didn't get it. It, right, was, just, right. it was the reference. Obviously. Yes, yes. Yeah, and so I'm like, okay. Just go Let your mind go there. Shove that one off to the side. Let your mind go there. I'll never mention it again. You know, that kind of thing. All right. 